It's time to bite the bullet. You're listening to Fully Loaded with Julie Wilson. Some static, cause I don't really think that the fact that I'm slim matters a black 
Can't shut my mouth till the smoke clears out. Am I high? I'ma rip this shit till my bone pull up. Till the roof comes on. Till the lights go out. Till my leg give out. Can't shut my mouth till the smoke clears out. Am I high? I'ma rip this shit till my bone pull up. I Collapse with Eminem, uh, I felt was the appropriate track to start my show off today because I have a beast sitting here with me, um, a very handsome beast, might I add. Um, today joining me is Eben Britton, former NFL player and just an amazing all-around wonderful man, um, also happens to be one of my partners here at Be True Organics. And um, he's got an amazing story, and I really don't want to take up too much intro other than just letting him talk, because, Eben, didn't you um, have some almost collapsing moments <laughs> when you played for the NFL? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, I mean, thank you for having me. This is super fun to be a part of this. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Of course. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Um, I did. Uh, I've been hospitalized multiple times throughout my football career. Uh, you know, I played 15 plus years of football, six of those years in the NFL, four years with the Jaguars, two years with the Bears. Um, I've been hospitalized for dehydration multiple times, uh, for various injuries, dislocating my shoulder, herniated disc in my back. Um, a subsequent infection in the disc in my back that was oh my God. fixed through surgery. Wait a minute. Infection in a disc. That does not sound pleasurable. Yeah, was, How did that happen? Um, well, I, uh, I suffered a herniated disc in my back that was really uh, pretty devastating. Um, back in 2010. Uh, I had just come off a great rookie season. Uh, I started every game at right tackle. Uh, I was really, you know, looking forward to getting into my second year in the league. Came in in great shape, and we were doing these Kaiser air pressure squats. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's, it's this machine where it's basically like a squat machine. You have these arms that go over your shoulders. Okay. And you jack up the air pressure. Sounds really hard. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I can't remember. It was like 1,200 pounds of air pressure on this thing. And basically, I went down and didn't have my core set. Next thing I know, it felt like a tube of toothpaste had been squirted out. Oh, no. Of my, around my back, uh, my low back, right into my butt. Now, did you collapse at that moment? I I didn't collapse. It was a really weird, awkward mo motion that occurred. And right after that, we went out to uh, run sprints. And oh, my I God. I thought that I, like, pulled my 
but I like pulled my glute or my hamstring because my right leg just wasn't working. And around the second or third sprint, I ended up tearing my hamstring. So then that was about two weeks before training camp, which was just perfect after being in such great shape. I went out. <laughs> I, I went, um, I, you know, I, I went home, went on our two-week break, thinking, you know, something like I'd torn my hamstring or my butt, or I, I couldn't figure out what it was. I'd never felt anything quite like it before. Torn your butt. Yeah, yeah that's funny. <laughs> that sounds terrible. There's a, there's a joke that precedes that. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. So this is, this is the kind of thing that... Um, you know, as a young boy aspiring to go into the NFL and play an amazing career, you don't think about. Yeah. No. Because what you have to put your body through on a daily basis to be able to keep up with the norm yeah. of, of what is. Yeah, is yeah. just incredible. Yeah. I saw pictures of you before. Now, I know this is radio and you can't see Eben now, but he is. We call him the beast of the office because he's enormous, but he says that he's tiny compared to what you were when you were playing football. So what was the size of you then, and how big are you now? I'm 6'6", 270, give or take. Okay, so he's 6'6". six. the holidays, I'm 270. Before the holidays, <laughs> I was about 260. Okay, all right, so you get um, 10 pounds more. But yeah, but in my playing days, I mean, I was up over 320. 320. So I've lost about 50 to 60 pounds, you know, and that's been through food and exercise and, you know, really adjusting my lifestyle. I mean, everything I did then was about, you know, being ready to play, being as big and as strong as I possibly could be, um, you know, and then constantly dealing with injuries. You know, it's just a, a never-ending battle to keep your body you know, in the right shape to, to be able to get out and perform, you know, on practice days, on game days. Um, every single day in the NFL, they're, they're looking at somebody who's younger, who's had uh, less injuries than you, who's cheaper than you to come in and take your spot. And, you know, it sets up a very competitive, a very uh, extreme environment for, you know, having to produce day in and day out. Yeah, I mean, you're, you become the commodity. You're a machine. You're an expendable machine. Um, you have an expiration date, you know, and it's you know, still amazing that you got to play. I know you have nothing but a lot of positive things to say about your experience with the NFL, but, you know, I'm all about uncovering, like an onion, every aspect of every field because it is very glamorous to someone to look at what you guys do. But then, you know, the flip side of just maintaining that weight and and then dealing with injuries on top of it. And then, like you said, the pressure of being replaced at any time. Um, how much pressure was on you when you were playing every and I know you play more than every Sunday, but and even on the off season, you're constantly playing. But what what kind of pressure were you under then, or did you not even think about it? Were you just getting ready for the next game? Um, you know, I think as a player, you put a ton of pressure on yourself. Um, and for me, I you know I'd been a starter since day one. You know, I was like one of the guys on my team who was always you know considered a leader, 
Um, I was a guy who, you know, I was always looking to show the way through my work, my work ethic, you know, the work that I put in in the weight room, uh, on the field, in practice, um, in, the, in meeting rooms, watching film. You know, I was always doing every extra little bit that I possibly could do. I was always looking into, you know, how can I adjust my diet so that I could be a little bit leaner and lose a few percentage points of body fat or whatever it might be. Um, so the onus really begins with you and putting that on yourself. You know, you step into an environment like the NFL and really, I mean, you know, it's a... Uh, there's been a number of different things said about it. It's the no fun league. It's uh, the not for long. No league. fun league. <laughs> um, it's a show me league, you know. And every single day, really, I mean, you're in there watching films of every single practice of every single play. You you step on the field, and everything is is um, put under scrutiny. You know, you're criticized, good and bad, for every single move that you do that you make. And uh, really, it, it sets up for that's why these guys are the best of the best. You know, that's why it's the cream of the crop in the NFL. Um, my my rookie year, uh, one of the first things my offensive line coach said to us, a group of us rookies in a, in a rookie only O line meeting, was every single day we are bringing in guys to work them out to take come in here and take your job, and that's made very clear. Hmm. And there's no, um, there's no beating around the bush. It's not, it's not a personal thing. It's a business, and and that's what they're there to do. Everyone is there to win football games. Uh, people are there's a ton of money on the line, and people's jobs and lives are at stake. And really, um, you know, it creates this atmosphere that you know every guy is doing everything he possibly can to you know, be at his best every Sunday. Now, uh, let me ask you a question. Was it fun? Um, you know, was it You paused. Fun? You <laughs> paused a really long time. <laughs> Did it take a little bit of the fun out? You can be honest. For sure. Um, you know, I think that uh, when it, when the game, you know, crosses that line of, you know, being first about, you know, your teammates and the team and the game and being out there to compete and have fun. And, you know, the game should be fun. Football should be fun. It's, that's why we start playing it. Um, when you cross that line into, you know, now it's about a business, you know, it, it really kind of, it removes some of the it removes the shininess, mm -hmm. it removes the, the dream that it once was aspect from it. Um, for me as a player, you know, I always say football was like therapy for me. You know, it was really an opportunity for me to, you know, get my anger out, get my rage out in a healthy way. You know, guys, you know, you're cheered on for, you know, being a nasty player, for finishing plays, you know, burying a defensive lineman in the ground, getting a pancake block. 
a pancake block. A pancake. A pancake block <laughs> is anytime you basically you flat back a guy because of sheer, your sheer will. You, mm-hmm. you overpower a man one-on-one, and you flat back him, you pancake him. Hey, I've done that before, and I'm, I'm only 125, you know what I mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Someone's keeping stats somewhere like that. Uh, but, uh, Women have been doing that for years. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, you um, know, it... it and listen, I'm not here to, to shine any negative light on the NFL. I'm just, I like to get the the whole story. And, you know, there is a big light shining on the NFL right now, especially with movies like Concussion coming out and, and you know, just a lot more research being done as to what this can do to someone's body. And as long as, I'm okay with it, as long as there is an awareness going in and then the decision is still made to play and do it from, you know, parents starting children really young in football until later in life. As long as there's an awareness and you know um, the physical ramifications of what's involved, because just about every other sport, not including maybe boxing and maybe soccer, um, the head isn't used so much. Yeah. And, you know, listen, no injury is fun, but when we're talking about irreversible damage inside the brain that can happen with repeated concussions, and now they're saying that even just one or two in your life can can be detrimental to brain function. Um, I know that you've done a lot of research on this, uh, specifically after your exit from the NFL. Uh, would you be kind enough to share a little bit of what you have uncovered um, about this and the people that you've met and your friends that are in the league and what it's done to them? Yeah. Um, You know, concussions and now, well, not so recently. uh, It's been, I think, developing for a little bit longer than we even under, than we know, than the mainstream knows. Um, But this... um, disease called CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is basically the result of repeated concussions where the brain hits the inside wall of the skull, there's damage, receptors in the brain start to release this stuff called glutamate. The glutamate is there to initiate the recovery process, but in the dysfunctional environment of a football player's head or a boxer's head, a a female, a soccer player's head, um, where there's constant trauma to the brain, where there's not enough time for recovery. That glutamate sits in there and it starts to scar and calcify the brain tissue, basically building a bone mass within the brain. Now this is a degenerative disease, so it continues to get worse over time. This is what you know, Dave Dewerson suffered from, this is what Junior Seau suffered from, Some, a number of NFL greats have all met their demise um, because of this really horrific disease called CTE. Um, so basically, it leads to dementia, uh, early onset Alzheimer's, depression, um, in the most fatal cases, suicide. Um, now, 
what I've come to understand or learned is that CBD, one of the cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant, the non-psychoactive cannabinoid, actually crosses the blood-brain barrier, goes into the brain, it shuts off these receptors that are pumping out the glutamate, it neutralizes the glutamate, flushing it out of that of that tissue and actually allows for a regeneration process to occur. Now that's so important because we haven't up to this point found anything that can do that. Um, I've heard this, this great wellness guru named David Wolf, who Julie you know. I know him very well. Um, very simply put, he said uh, CBD is the greatest neuroprotectant known in the history of the world. And frankly, that's where we're at with concussions and football and how that can that might be addressed. But this is, that's an amazing discovery because, you know, I've always grown up being told that brain damage is irreversible or brain trauma or anything like that. And, and that's what was happening with these NFL greats, the few you mentioned, and many, many, many more that have gone into this dementia and, God forbid, even suicide because of the depression. You're saying that CBD, um, which is one of the amazing ingredients that's in our products, um, Be True Organics products, B-E-T-R-U, uh, organics with an S dot com, um, can actually flush out that glutamate and help these former athletes or anyone, you know, listen, I worked for Harley Davidson for years and the amount of concussions that are experienced on motorcycle accidents and, okay. you know, bicycling or anything where there's constant head trauma, people can benefit from taking something like this to actually clean up that environment yeah. in their head. It's amazing. Military veterans, you know, uh, athletes, bikers, uh, those stroke survivors, I mean, the list goes on. And uh, I think that we're just scratching the surface of what it can do. Um, and that's really why I'm so excited to, you know, have met you and gotten together to form such a great, powerful company that we can help people. We can really get this stuff out there. We can start building a platform of education mm -hmm. so that people can understand what this stuff really is and how it works. Now, how did you discover CBD and the healing principles? And how did you go from, because I know that in the NFL, you're pumped full of all kinds of stuff. God even knows. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys have access to or had access to just a plethora of, of drugs um, that just numb the pain and cover it over. How did you discover something natural? So for me, you know, dealing with all these injuries um, on a day-to-day -day basis, just even the, the daily aches and pains of football without a, a serious injury, you know, you're constantly taking these prescription Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> You're constantly taking prescription anti-inflammatories like Cataflam and Indocin and Celebrex, the things that are just wrecking your, your intestinal tract. Your, they just wreak havoc on your liver and kidneys. Um, I mean, at times, I've even shit blood taking these things. Shitting blood. 
Listen, ladies and gentlemen, he shit blood. That is something they don't tell you when you sign up for the NFL, do they? That was, uh, I did not know that was a possibility. Oh, my God. It's a very unsexy side effect, I must say. But um, No, but that's, I mean, jokes aside, that, I mean, you I know, joke, but yeah. that's terrible that that happened. And, you know, the, this is a reality of what these things can do to you. And, you know, then you have a serious injury. You know, I dislocated my shoulder, needed surgery, or needed disc in my back, needed surgery. Um, you know, then you start getting the opiates. You get the Vicodin, you get Nor- Norco, you get uh, Percocet, whatever it might be. And these things, for me... What is Norco? Norco is like a combination of Tylenol and... Vicodin okay. together. Okay. Um, Which is just desensitizing you so you can go out and play more. Exactly. It's just through the pain. You. It's masking the pain. Um, and not only that, for me, it, it made me very irritable. It set me in a bad place. It put me into a very dark place, a dark state of mind, you know, where I was angry, I was filled with rage, um, just sitting there. You know, in a, in a time when I, I needed to be in a state of healing, you know, these things uh, exacerbated my pain, made my stress and anxiety worse, made me angry, made it difficult to sleep. So the very thing, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the very thing that they gave you to take away the pain was in, uh, eventually exacerbating it. Exactly. It was making it worse. It was yeah. making my state worse. Um Coming from a family that was very holistically minded as food is medicine, you know, exercise, take care of yourself, drink plenty of water, use whatever natural means possible, you know, I really gravitated towards cannabis. You know? mm-hmm. And at that time in states like Florida and Illinois, you know, my very crude um, way of obtaining, you know, an alternative form of pain relief was, you know, basically buying a bag of weed, you know, right. that was all that was available to me. I'm not, you know, now that I live in a state like California, I can be a medical patient. I can go and get different tinctures, more on that in a minute. Um, but so for me, you know, it was really a simple formula. It was, I was in pain. I could take pharmaceuticals and feel worse or I was in pain, I could use something like cannabis, and I'd feel better. It helped me sleep. It eased my pain. It really put me into a state of healing, easing my stress and anxiety. And that was really uh, a huge part of the equation for me and the beginning of my journey, you know, into, you know, really using alternative means of taking care of myself. Um, what that led to, six years in the NFL, suffering you know, a laundry list of injuries, and cannabis being a part of that process, you know, I came out of my 15 plus years in football not addicted to any opiates, you know, I didn't have to take any pills to just function from, on a day-to-day basis. Um, I don't even need to use cannabis every single day, mm-hmm. if not, you know, um, on occasion. Um, now, didn't they? Okay, so it, cannabis is illegal 
in a lot of other states besides here. Yeah. So weren't you tested for that in the NFL? Or were you allowed to, to take that? Well, and the, I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah. The NFL's policy on marijuana is basically they test for it annually in their street drugs test, quote-unquote. Um, and you have a general idea of when that test is going to be. It starts, it can be, it begins the time frame from which they can administer that annual street drugs test can take place any time during mandatory team activities. So that's basically from the beginning of OTAs or your first mini camp all the way through till training camp. And basically with that knowledge you say, okay, well we come back to work out on the third Monday of April. So sometime around the end of March I need to stop using cannabis if I have been so that my system is cleared of any cannabinoids and I won't fail a drug test. Okay. You know, once that annual drug test has come, you know, guys are free to, you're basically free, you know, other than anything that might come up on a PED or performance enhancing drug test, which they can test you for at random throughout the year as many times as they want. Okay. You know, you're allowed to, for instance, use cannabis. So that's interesting. Allowed to. Well, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, you, you know, uh, able to, able to, yeah, that's able or allowed. Um, well, that's the beautiful thing about CBD is because it it doesn't have the THC in it because isn't when when they test they test for THC correct? Right. THC is what makes you high. Yeah, that stands for. Tetrahydrocannabinol. Yeah, it's a really long word. And that that's what shows up in piss tests or whatever for, for drugs or for marijuana, cannabis. But this CBD extract doesn't have any of those psychoactive properties, but yet you explained earlier has all of the neuroprotectant. And the anti-inflammatory benefits. Yeah. yeah. So this is this would be a great a great alternative if if there is athletes, professional athletes that that are afraid of maybe it showing up on a test to, to have something that could help along with their pain and inflammation and, you know, the CBD, yeah. like what we have in Be True Organics exactly. products. Yeah, I mean, I think it, uh, it, it's, it really presents a bright future for mm -hmm. sports medicine. Um, I think it's something that most professional sports leagues need to start putting money into research to, yeah. you know, for the benefit of their player health and safety. Um, and really it's, it can, I think that we've only scratched the surface on, you know, the potential for it. Well, and they have to now because it's getting to a, a time where with the spotlight being shown, on them with, with, like I said, the movies like Concussion and all of this coming out about how bad all this head trauma really is, that if they, you know, they've even stopped prescribing so much of the pain medication, the um, narcotics and yeah. um, um, opiates. Yeah. And if, if, if I'm correct, they've stopped prescribing that altogether. You have to bring in a separate prescription if you want to take it in the NFL now, right? Well, they're, I mean, they're constantly looking on how to tighten down 
restrictions and regulations so that their name looks good. Right, of course. When it comes to, you know, the more guys start coming out saying that, you know, it's not right that, you know, we're prescribed these things that really, you know, have a horrible effect on our bodies just to deal with pain. Pain is, is a known part of the game. It's something that every guy is going to have to deal with, whether you like it or not. If you want to play football, you're going to be in pain, and you're going to have to work through the pain. And why not explore something that's not going to ruin a guy's life? You know, coming out of his football career, nobody wants to be addicted to opiates. Nobody wants to have to spend, you know, their first years out of the game in rehab just dealing with an addiction to something that... You know, they didn't have to take. Nobody wants to be shitting blood. No one wants to be (laughs) shitting blood. I mean, all of the physical injuries that guys endure, I think every guy would say he would take it in a heartbeat. You know, it's the fact that, you know, we don't have access or guys are demonized who use things like cannabis or guys, you know, aren't allowed to even... A lot of guys don't even know that it might be a possible, mm-hmm. you know, um, better alternative than, you know, what they're given. Sure. Um, so building out an educational platform, learning about what it is, putting money towards research to find out, you know, if it can really have a, a, a positive impact on the game. I mean, football provides such an, a great case study mm-hmm. for, you know, Physical injuries, brain trauma, what cannabinoids, CBD in particular, what they can do for that. Well, and I know, you know, and then, I mean, listen, we only have a limited amount of time on this show, and I think we need to have a whole different show that talks about the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, I think that they're a very big inhibitant of of the research that needs to be done because it's a lot of money out of their pocket. But like I said, that's a different show for a different time. But um, I have to throw it out there because I do think that that is one of the biggest reasons it hasn't been brought out um, in the way that it should be to help people. Um, You definitely are a whole plant advocate. There is, and the more research I've done, I have seen that there is benefit to the whole plant um, I do think that there's more limited benefits to the THC because of the psychoactive properties, and some people might not be able to handle that. But there is a, it's proven what it can do to people. Um, with our specific products, we don't have the THC because we, you know, we want to reach more people and help more people. Yeah. Um, but being that you're a whole plant advocate, you know, I know that you've been in this circuit and you've gone to these um, cannabis conventions and spoken on behalf of the of retired NFL players and, and or former NFL players and um, other people. And you just got back from a really interesting um, event where you got to meet someone pretty famous, um, Snoop Dogg, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Where did you meet him and how was that? There was uh, a group of us uh, former players... Uh, myself, Eugene Monroe, Ricky Williams, uh, to name a few, joined forces with um, this nonprofit organization 
called Doctors for Cannabis Regulation, and that's a group of MDs who basically have structured a list of principles, um, uh, launching a campaign not only towards the NFL to start looking at cannabis as a legitimate alternative to opiates and what it can do for concussions and CTE, but on the grander scale of uh, cannabis deschedulization uh, towards the federal government as well. So they had a little uh, event that Snoop Dogg agreed to be a part of at Reef Dispensary in Las Vegas. Um, Nevada is on the verge of going wreck. Mm -hmm. The only thing Vegas needed was to have recreational dispensaries. <laughs> now they're full, fully uh, the adult Disney World. Oh, yeah. But, um, I can't even believe there's anything illegal there anymore. Yeah, it's pretty, it's crazy. Um, but it was really a fantastic event. It was a meet and greet. Snoop Dogg and us, a group, this group of us former players, uh, on behalf of Doctors for Cannabis Regulation. And Snoop is really such a, a gracious, humble dude. Who, was he really soft-spoken, oh like, God, hey, so what's up, man? <laughs> You have to like, li like really get in close oh, to hear I what he's saying. Be, I could be <laughs> two inches from his face to hear what he was saying. Um, but, you know, he really lends a familiar face to something that's um, really gaining traction. And I think that the more voices that come together, you know, in a positive way to talk about what cannabis can do for people, from, you know, pro football players to military veterans to everyday normal folks at home who are in chronic pain. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's building this foundation of knowledge of what cannabis can be and, and what um, we can do with it. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, and I love Snoop Dogg. I'm a big fan. I grew up with his music. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think he's just, he's just a cool dude. You know, he's got I that. I was totally starstruck, by the way. I could barely. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's like, so oh funny. But he, he also can almost look to be a little bit of a joke. He's always got a cloud of smoke around right. him. And, you know, if, if you're mainstream America, you know, if you're Susie housewife in Texas and, you know, Snoop Dogg might not resonate with you, you know, right. you might be like turned off to that. So, um, you know, it, I think that with people, more people like you and, and other athletes and, like you said, military and people that are actually coming out and saying, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not a pothead. Right. I'm not whacked out of my mind all the time. But this is something that's been of medical value to me. And, you know, I've, I've now met these little kids yeah. that were having thousands of seizures a week are now having none because of teeny drop under their tongue once a day that they're not sitting around getting baked. Yeah. We're talking about medical tinctures and yeah. this is an amazing uncovery and something that I think needs to be brought to the attention of the mainstream because it's not about sitting around getting high, getting the munchies. We're talking about, and this is something that I myself had to get past that because I've never been... Yeah big on that, you know. I've yeah. never done drugs of uh, of any sort really my whole life. I've just hasn't hasn't been something that I've done. So I had a misconception. Yeah. 
and then meeting people like you and seeing that there is true healing value to it. I've even met people that juice the whole plant and have, you know, just pills and tonics and powders. And like I said, they're taking it in very small doses. It's helping their brains and their bodies. And this is exciting. It's amazing. Because it's, you know, you, you know, you have the extreme like your Snoop Dogg and then you have your little children that it's helping, you know, and like if we could just see the whole gamut there of people that it's helping and, you know, being an advocate and speaking out for a whole plan is, is amazing and commendable. And, um, and I thank you for that. I'm very glad I got to meet you. I'm very excited about our company. Um, like I said before, we do not have THC in our products. Um, if you go to our website, be true organics, it's B E T-R-U, organics with an S, dot com. Um, you can check out the, the products that we have. We're just now launching. We can ship to all 50 states. This is safe, non-toxic, won't get you high, um, but it has that hemp-derived CBD oil in it that can really, really help. And um, Eben, I just, I, you're an amazing inspiration. Your story's fantastic. You've come out of the NFL clear-headed, cognitive uh, intuition there and it's it's very commendable that you're taking a stand creating company speaking out um i'm just i'm very grateful that i got to meet you and work with you this is exciting thanks julie well i'm really glad i met you too and i'm glad that you know we've we, we're going on this journey together because i think that uh we can make a really big impact I could not agree more. That's amazing. Well said. Thank you so very much. And uh, like I said before, if you want to check out our website, it's BeTrueOrganics.com, B-E-T-R-U, Organics with an S, dot com. Until next time, be safe. Thanks for listening. We love you. You're listening to Fully Loaded with Julie Wilson. 